Call to the booth. This AFC playoff picture is crazy. Lead back in the booth this week, and I got the Cardinals coming off that loss. Paul, drop that beat. Harrison Sanford, the Keeps Lead, call to the booth. You know what time it is. And speaking of getting into the booth, before we get to the power rankings, best bets, looking at the crazy AFC picture, Akeem is back in the booth this weekend. What you got? Hey, um, at the Lions, I'm at Detroit. Lions versus Cardinals. Lions versus Cardinals. Kyler Murray coming to town. You know I'm saying she'll be a good one. She'll be a good one. It's entertaining. Whether that's 30 to nothing or, you know, <laughs> either way, 33 to 30, you know what I'm saying? Or or it might be a defensive game. Who knows? With the Lions, you never know what you're going to get, Harrison. So, should be entertaining. Should be a good one. One thing's for sure. I, I believe Cardinals fans love hearing you on, on the call because it turns out almost every time you call their games, Kyler Murray puts on the show. Well, he, he would have yeah, did definitely. it regardless, but uh, you're always there for their game. And you've, had, and you've covered the Detroit Lions as well. So, you guys some mm-hmm. good familiarity with them. Should make my studies. Should make my studies this week. You know what I'm saying? Pretty easy, not easy, but you know, it re- reminded me. You know, that's that's part of part of that preparation is you got to learn the teams, right? So before I even could see what y'all running and see how y'all playing defense or see how y'all playing offense, I got to learn the teams. When I when I redo teams, I kind of know the team so I could get right into that, right into the football. So make my study a little bit easier. Indeed. Excited to hear you this weekend. And you do have some level of predictive power when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, because last week during our show, you picked the Rams to beat them on Monday Night Football. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did that impact how your power rankings look going into this week? Oh, it did. It did. So, you know, fresh loss, you probably going to drop out, man. So uh, this week, Patriots, you're on the bye week. They stand at number one. Bucks win. They stay at number two. Uh, the Chiefs and the Packers both move up a spot. The Cardinals drop down, and then the Rams into the top five uh, with that big win. So now the Rams got big wins, four losses, big wins over the Bucks and what is it? The Cardinals, Bucks and the Cardinals, man, them, them big wins right there, man. So the Rams creep back in the top five at number five. Patriots, Bucks, Chiefs, Packers, Rams. Patriots, Bucks, Chiefs, Packers, Rams. And the thing was, it's funny, because when we talked about the Rams, when they went through that little struggle, because now they have a chance to win the division, when they were going mm-hmm. through that struggle, you pointed out that you didn't like what you were seeing from Sean McVay in terms of they were passing the ball too much. Way what too have much. We, what have we seen now? More offensive linemen. I think they have mm-hmm. more formations with six offensive linemen. Sony Michelle's been running the ball well. All of a sudden, the play-action passes are working again. So... It's almost like, you know, it's almost like you were a pro bowler or something like that, the way you kind of diagnosed you, man, the situation. Hey, hey, they last two games, excuse me, you could really see them getting back to it, man. They got that extra lineman, two tight ends with an extra lineman, all these big people formations, uh, feeding the ball to uh, Sonny Michelle. It would be it would be Henderson, but Henderson a little banged up, man. So it just so happens Sonny Michelle is the healthy back at the time, and he running his butt off right now, so... Now the offense is starting to look like Sean McVay offense, man. Zone scheme runs four yards, four yards. First down, play action off of it. Throw it to the flats. Play action off of it. Throw a deep, uh, deep crossing route. So now that Sean McVay offense starting to starting to look like it used to look, right? So I'm glad to see them boys get back to what they used to, man. Make their offense a lot better. 
Who knew that Sean McVay was a listener to call to the booth? Uh, yeah, let's talk man. about the, let's talk about the AFC real quick. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, a dramatic game in Tampa Bay this past weekend, didn't come up with the win. Uh, they are now behind the Patriots, obviously in your power rankings and in the standings, but have an opportunity here, depending on how the Colts Patriots matchup goes this weekend as well, because they'll be playing against the New England Patriots the week following. In week, uh, I think that would be week sixteen. The Bills is in trouble, man. I got to say it. First, you got the Patriots in your division. So, the Patriots probably one of the top three teams in the NFL right now. And uh, you're going to play those guys again. And they, they basically dominated you uh, a week ago. And on top of that, just the wild card. The teams who could possibly get in the wild card is – that's – those teams are tough. You got the Chargers, the Colts, the Bengals, the Browns, the Bucks. I mean, the uh, the Broncos making noise. So the AFC is just wide open, man. It's so competitive over there right now. And I really like what Cleveland got going, man. I'm t- I keep on saying Cleveland. They're going to creep back up in them rankings. But uh, the Bills with, with no Tredavious White, you're definitely in trouble, man. You, 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 you lose your best corner. Uh, you hang your hat on that defense, you definitely in trouble. Yeah, so as you look at the Bills, uh, they, they have been struggling to run the ball. We saw Zach Moss, again, a healthy and inactive. Uh, Josh Allen's pretty much their running back. We got to see how it all pans out. But that Patriots-Colts matchup will give the Bills another chance uh, to get back on top of that division, even though it didn't look good. Uh, it doesn't look good for them right now. With that they being said, just, those... Go ahead. They got to... They gotta, they got to at least try to run the ball. They went they went the first half, didn't even attempt. Now, this, this is Tampa weather. Everybody warm. Everybody feeling good, man. You don't even attempt to run the ball with the running backs in the first half. Now, you dig yourself a hole, and then you start to run the ball. You climb out that hole. You start to play real football. So, they got to figure it out, man. They, they, I feel like they have no identity for real on offense, man. They Sometimes they play like this. Sometimes they play like this. And, and like I said, man, you you lose your number one corner, man. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough tournament to win without him, for sure. And then uh, you mentioned the Cleveland Browns have a chance now to get that AFC North, but there's a big elephant in the room as it pertains to the NFL, and we just don't know how it's going to impact teams going forward. Uh, as of Tuesday, it seems as if Jarvis Landry will be ruled out for the game on Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. He is on the COVID list. On Monday, yeah. Adam Schefter tweeted that. 37 players were added to the COVID list. Uh, Jarvis Landry was one among eight Browns. So, Akeem, we're back. Like, it's back again. Where we're going to see the crucial part of the season, not just for, obviously, a lot of people think about the fantasy football playoffs, but just in general, teams in the playoff chase, we are going to see teams' depth charts being challenged here because it seems like uh, with this new uh, Omicron variant, almost said Omarion like a lot of people did, uh, but this new (laughs) Omicron variant, you never know who's going to be available or not be available for your team. Uh, Akeem, obviously you're not in locker rooms, but you talk to guys in the NFL. What do you think they're going through right now uh, with the possibility? You never know. One day you might just lose a guy because they're not testing every day. Um, right. It, it, one day you test, and because if, if you're vaccinated, they don't have to test you daily. But that right. could mean you have you have COVID and you're sharing it, and then all of a sudden on test day, then you find out that you had it, then you're in close contact, and things can go Haywire, it must be so nerve-wracking if you're in yeah, a locker man, room right the, now. The system is tricky, man, because because even with the vaccines, you still can have it. You still can you still can spread it. It's I guess your the percentage the percentages are lower, but 
I mean, we see it happening now, man. But hey, that's that's the part that you can't control, man. You can't control that stuff. You just gotta just go to work. Make sure if you're there, you're ready to go. If you're a backup, make sure you're ready to play, man. Cause COVID is real. It's it's, it's everywhere. It's it's in everybody's locker room. So you just gotta be ready to deal with it. The teams that stacked up wins in the in the beginning of the year. Uh, probably have an advantage here because they can, might be able to afford to lose a game or two. I'm sure the Tennessee Titans right. are are sitting a lot prettier now because of all those wins they had in the beginning of the season uh, because you never know how it's going to pan out here. Uh, before we get to our best bets, I'm just going to run through your no-fly zone. Patriots at number one, Kansas City Chiefs at number two, Dallas Cowboys at number three, Miami Dolphins at number four, and the Denver Broncos at number five. We are going to talk about the Broncos in our Broncos show for sure but might as well talk about them a little bit here because they're making their appearance for the first time in a long time in your no-fly zone. Yeah. Why? Uh, they playing good football. As of, as of recently, they 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 keeping guys, they're keeping them points off the board, man. They got they gave they lost to the Chiefs, but I don't think Mahomes threw a touchdown. They contained Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? They contained Mahomes before that. Before that, it was the Chargers. They gave them 13 points. They had the hiccup with the Eagles. The week before, they gave them 30. But you look, before that, man, they're they giving up 10 points, 16 points against the Cowboys, 10 against the Washington football team. They contained the Chiefs, like I said. They dominated the Lions, man. So they always been right outside. I feel like they always been right outside that top five. I'm just been waiting for them to stack a couple weeks together. Uh, they did that. They did just that, man. They I love how they played Mahomes. And then uh, and then uh, they dominated They dominated the Lions, man. So And then uh, then – it's a lot of secondaries in the NFL right now, Harrison, that's getting toasted. So <laughs> it's not a lot to choose from. You know what I'm saying? Not a bunch to choose from out here. So if you're playing decent ball like the Broncos is, you'll find your way into that top five. For sure. And, of course, we'll talk more about the Broncos on our Broncos show on Thursday. If you're in the Rocky Mountain region, you can catch it on Altitude TV on Wednesday. Uh, and, of course, we will talk about the unfortunate passing of Demarius Thomas as well. So when we come back, uh, we'll do our best bets, but make sure you check out that show tomorrow as well. We'll be right back. Call to the booth. Back with more Call to the Booth, becoming our favorite segment here, our best bets going into the week. Before we go into our best bets with Paul Aspen, our producer as well, might as well review what took place. Paul, what you got? All right, so uh, last week we had a key with a teaser. The Steelers, who looked dead, came back, but the Raiders, uh, they did not come back. So that was a tough L. Harrison, you hit the Tennessee Jacksonville under, and then I got lucky at the end with Baltimore getting through to cover that teaser at the end with San Francisco. So mixed bag for the group. But all in all, sounds like we all did all right overall this past weekend with a lot of favorites coming home. Yeah, looking at last week's uh, schedule, there was a lot of a lot of favorites that you had pointed out as well. Uh, I might as well kick this one off as well. And for whatever reason, it feels dangerous to continue to bet with the Jacksonville Jaguars because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, not too long ago, Trevor Lawrence uh, declared that James mm -hmm. Robinson should continue to get the ball. He should be in the game, and Urban Meyer should not be uh, sitting James Robinson for a fumble, but that's what he did when they played the Rams. This past week, his fantasy line did not look great. 0.4 points, a lot of people disappointed. This week, however, he gets the Houston Texans. I have him as an anytime touchdown scorer. I don't care what the odds are. He got all the carries last week, and if he doesn't do it, then then he'll never do it. James Robinson's still too talented. I'm going with him as an anytime touchdown scorer, and when it comes to an actual game, I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one uh, in a matchup that they pretty much have to win uh, at home. That's what I got. 
I like it. I'm on the other side of that Pittsburgh game, like so like I want to hear your case for the Steelers. I'm on the Titans, okay. actually. And I, I, I don't necessarily I, believe I, in the Titans. I just really don't believe in the Steelers. So what we have, what we have seen in the past two weeks in the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. uh, sometimes it gets forced upon them like it did in the Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, they are willing to throw the ball more uh, or go back in like uh, passing formations. We've seen Chase Claypool, uh, even though some people were upset with how he acted at the end of the game, kind of have somewhat of an emergence. Ray Ray McLeod uh, played well. Deontay Johnson playing well. I think if there's one place to attack, and Aki could probably tell me more, uh, the Tennessee Titans is the secondary. If Big Ben relies on the passing game at home in a matchup that they pretty much need to win, there's a level of desperation. I think you lean on those guys, you pass the ball around, and you, we will not see A.J. Brown. Julio Jones is still not 100%. And they're dealing right now with a mixture of players in the backfield between uh, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, Jeremy McNichols. You never really know if there's anything coming out of that backfield for the Tennessee Titans. Put those mixtures together, plus one and a half. I think it's a worthy bet. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of the. I'm scared of the Titans and the Steelers. Man, both of them is just like so unpredictable to me. I like the Titans football team, but that, I'm like, they're so different without Derrick Henry, right? That defense still playing ball, but that offense is just so different without Derrick Henry. So when I from when I get the games like that, I just leave them alone, and I'm like, I'm 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 go scared of them. I leave them alone. Want, want me to go to get my best bets? All right, I'm a I'm teasing two two pick teaser. That's I've been finding my success with these two pick teasers, right? And I I enjoy the payout payout like a you know what I'm saying. Straight bet with uh, I just take the spread. So definitely, I'm riding with the Patriots, man. The Patriots been been having me pick up a lot lately. So they're giving them two and a half. I'm gonna tease that up to eight and a half. You get a Patriots eight and a half points right now. I don't care who they playing. I'm taking them. I don't care where they playing. I'm taking them. So I'm gonna take them Patriots plus eight and a half. And uh. The second leg on this teaser, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I feel like this this the time of the year. The Rams gonna make that push. They are gonna make it now. Seattle been playing good football lately, but the Rams at home, they always this this is always a battle. But if I tease it, the Rams at home is just minus one. I feel like they'll win by one point at home. You know what I'm saying? This this is this is a, a a downtrending year for the Seahawks, even though they playing good football lately. And, and and the Rams is coming off a big win. Uh, I think they they know they got to win the games that they that they posed to win right now. So they posed to win this game. Y'all got to win this game if y'all want to do what y'all want to do in the tournament. Morale: The Rams minus one, Patriots plus eight and a half. Man, that's my teaser this week. It better hit. I, I like that. that I'm going I like. Go I feel ahead, good ahead, about this. Yeah, he's out for the season. I like that Rams side. Yeah, Jamal Adams Jamal down. Adams uh, down. I think D DJ Reed left the last game hurt, but I think he might still be healthy. But nonetheless, it seems like a good pick uh, there for the Rams to stay in contention for that uh, a for that NFC West divisional crown. All right, Paul, what you got? So I'm also taking that Patriots teaser leg. Uh, it is it's a real interesting game. I mean, you've got Frank Reich who coached against Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl as offensive coordinator with the Eagles. You got Carson Wentz against Bill mm -hmm. Belichick. You got to give the edge to Bill Belichick there. Um, so I like the I like the Patriots getting eight and a half. And then I will go to Denver for the second leg of that teaser and tease the Bengals up to eight. 
this is kind of a coin flip game. It's interesting. Both seven and six, both in the hunt for the playoffs. You know, I believe in the Bengals offense. You know, we'll see if the if the Broncos can keep up with them. Their defense has been playing really well. Um, but either way, I think this is a field goal game either way. So give me the Bengals getting eight. So Bengals to eight, Patriots to eight and a half. Best bet of the week. Loki, that's probably one of my favorite games to watch like this weekend with them, with the schedule, the way that it is and there, where they are in the stands between the Bengals and the Broncos. Whoever loses this game might very well be out of the playoff chase. Yeah. So I love that game, and especially because you got Burrow and those wide receivers versus that Denver Broncos secondary. Going to be a very, very, very fun matchup, and we might as well talk about it on our Broncos show tomorrow. But before we even do that, before we get out of here, I did mention the Jacksonville Jaguars, Akeem, and I just wanted to get your opinion on them as general. We've seen all the controversy with Urban Meyer apparently getting the shouting match with Marvin Jones. Um, Shad Khan, the owner, said he's not going to make any rash decisions, but it seems like every week something bad is coming out of that locker room, coming out of that franchise, and they're getting a lot more attention than they ever did before in a negative manner. Just What is your, what is your perspective on everything that's happened so far the past two weeks uh, for Urban Meyer, and do you think it's a situation uh, where ownership should bring him back next year? Well, that's tough to say being from the outside looking in, man, because, I mean, losing make you frustrated. So, and, and losing is going to put the head coach, you're going to get the, the head coach and the quarterback, y'all going to get all the fault for losing, you know what I'm saying? So, it could be the losing that's making this Irvin Meyer story look so bad, you know what I'm saying? If they was winning, these stories, him and, him and Marvin, Marvin Jones' argument might never come out if they was winning, you know what I'm saying? So, it's 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 tough to it's tough to say that sitting in this room in Dallas, Texas. I ain't really in that locker room. I don't really know what's going on, but it is a lot. It is a lot of shit going on, and that's that's <laughs> always where there's smoke, there's fire, Harrison. So it's definitely some some difference of opinions in that building, and ownership is definitely gonna have to make some decisions. Now I don't know if it's Urban Meyer. Maybe maybe you keep Urban Meyer, keep the guys who with Urban Meyer. Maybe you keep all them guys intact and, and bring in, let Urban Meyer bring in his guys, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe you get rid of Urban Meyer and try to go a different direction. So I have to be, like, more involved to really say what I would do. I, I, I All I do is get on Twitter and see Urban Meyer arguing with somebody this week, dancing with some girls this week. He, I just keep seeing them pop up, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, it's hard for me to say. He a popular coach, too, so he going to be under the magnifying glass because he Urban Meyer, so... It's hard for me to it's hard for me to say, man. It's it's, it's definitely yeah, going to be a tough sure. decision. Uh, for one thing for, is for, for certain, though. it does look like they will obviously they're going to stick by their number one pick quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but in order for Urban, but what they'll have to do with Trevor Lawrence is make sure definitely. that he doesn't turn over the ball this past weekend, four interceptions. So that brings us back to one of our favorite long term bets, Paul. Who will lead the league in interceptions, Paul? What we got? So we, this is a group thing, so I'll say we are holding a 50-1 to 1 Ryan Tannehill ticket to lead the league in interceptions. Last week was a bad week for that. So uh, Trevor Lawrence is now the league leader with 14 interceptions. He is tied with Joe Burrow, who also has 14 interceptions. Tannehill has 13. Current odds, no point in playing any of these at this these values right now. But Trevor Lawrence, plus 200, the favorite to lead the league in interceptions. Tannehill and Joe Burrow, both plus 400. So basically... Need Tannehill to, as much as I like the Titans in that game, need Tannehill to throw a couple picks in that game. Yeah. For real. He got the Steelers, he got the Dolphins. 
You know what I'm saying the guy got a couple. Of, he got some. He got some people. Just hand the ball off to James Robinson yeah. in Jacksonville. No see. more picks for Trevor Lawrence. Low key, low key. I am going to <laughs> right. like, obviously not putting down right. money now, but I think it's going to end up being uh, our friend Joe Burrow who leads the league with interceptions. Trevor Lawrence has matchups against the Houston Texans next week, the New York Jets the week after that. Then he does get uh, New England Patriots, but. Those are two matchups where you don't think he's going to throw a lot of picks. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow gets de- at Denver. He also takes on Kansas City. And then he also finishes the season at Cleveland. Uh, so I think it might be Joe Burrow that actually ends up yeah. leading the oh, league. Yeah. He is. Yeah, Burrow, he is. Burrow if you put looking in, promising If you put in a right ticket now, on that, might, be, might, might come up with a pretty reward. Uh, with that being said, hope you guys clean up this weekend. That's a key to leave. I'm Harrison Sanford. Shout out to Thomas in the background. Shout out to Paul. Obviously, this is Call to the Booth. We'll see you next week. Make sure you come back tomorrow for our podcast.